We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you glorious and darling human being. I'm so happy to be hanging out with you for a little while here today on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. So I love the quote. If you've hung out with me before, you've heard me say this probably repeatedly. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. And as spiritual beings, we are calm, we're cool, we're collected. We are love, we are peace, we are bliss. But for whatever reason, you and I, and any other human being we've ever seen has agreed to come to earth school. And as human beings, we are feeling beings. We are emotional beings and emotions are energy. The Latin derivative for the word emotion is emoter, literally meaning energy in motion. Understanding that emotions are energy indicates to us that they are fluid, they are moving resources, they are meant to be felt, experienced, and released. Your ability to understand, deal with, and effectively use your emotional energy is actually vital to your happiness, to your health, your prosperity, and your all-around well-being. The sensations you feel in your body hold the key to unlocking energy, patterns, transforming stress, and generating lasting happiness. Our bodies as sacred vehicles to our souls give us constant information about our human experiences in the forms of sensations. Yes, emotions are energy and they're meant to be emotion. They're powerful healing forces that our bodies can use as fuel for action, healing, information, wisdom, intuition, and so many other things. Life can start to become a problem when our emotions get stuck or when we push them down, don't listen to them, suppress them. They can start to lurk behind the scenes and create havoc with our physical health, with our mental well-being, with how we feel and our spiritual connection or disconnection. Our feelings, our emotions, they're a library of who we are at the deepest level, including all that's happened to us all that we dream of. So listening to and interpreting our bodily communication can improve your life in every way. So I don't know about you, but as a child, I would sometimes hear, I don't care what you think or feel, you do what you're told. And as a child, we can hear things from our parents and take them very literally. So when I was told, I don't care what you think or feel, you do what you're told. I literally took that to mean it doesn't matter. I need to just put these things away because it doesn't matter. And as we take something like that literally and tuck it away in the subconscious mind, it lurks in our psyche and holds great power over us throughout our lives. Childhood is such an important time for growth, physically and emotionally. This is where we acquire our perceptions of emotion that follows us into adulthood. You know, I don't know about you, but when I look around, I see a lot of adults behaving kind of like children. 
And maybe it's because like me, they heard things about their feelings that they didn't matter. You know, big boys don't cry. Stop pouting. You know, it's, um, we take that information, we file it away and it, it sets the course for our lives. So yes, a child in an adult's body is not uncommon these days. So what do we do? Well, I know for me, I had to take personal responsibility to awaken, to accept, to listen to, to um, make friends with my feelings, with my emotions, and therefore with my life. I think when we become numbed out, we start to disconnect from our soul, our vitality is diminished, and life can start to feel more like a burden than a blessing. And the further we move away from our souls, the more we suffer. By the time I personally got to adulthood, I was disconnected from my feelings and from my bodily sensations. The result for me was depression, anxiety, chronic fatigue, digestive issues, and a dark, heavy sadness that infected every corner of my life. I went to um, a counselor at that time. I was in couples therapy with my then fiance. And she asked me this question that had me totally stumped. She goes, Tammy, how does that make you feel? And I just looked at her with a completely blank look on my face. I had no answer. I didn't have to answer her question. I didn't know what I felt. I was completely numbed out and disconnected. And another way of describing this is hell on earth. I was so far away from my soul self. I was so not well physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. So not surprisingly, that relationship had no chance of success. So when he broke up with me, when my fiance broke up with me, I was, oh, wow. I was thrown out to the deepest recesses of hell. And I felt like I had two choices. It was either wake up or go home. And I remember praying and I said, God, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to come home. But what I heard was if I had the courage to just keep taking each next breath and each next step. I would be guided. I would be directed. And one day, one day, I might be able to light the way for others who were hurting, who were suffering, who were confused, who were lost. It seemed like an overwhelming notion at the time, and I had no idea how that could ever be possible. But I did here. And I did believe that if I could just keep taking each next breath and each next step, I could be guided. And that was indeed what happened. And part of my healing process really was about getting in touch with my feelings, getting back in touch with my body. And it didn't happen overnight and it didn't happen all at once. So if you're 5,000 miles away from your soul, you know, it's like, um, it's like anything. It's one step at a time. It's like driving across the country in the dark with your headlights on. You can only see a little ways in front of you. But that little ways is enough to, to um, support and guide you and invite the next little bit of your journey and the next little bit of your journey and the next little bit of your journey.
So as happens for so many, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And as I was sitting in my place of depression and darkness and incredible discomfort, a friend of mine said to me, Tammy, I just started going to the school. It's about the body-mind-spirit connection. And that sparked a little bit of something inside of me that seemed a little interesting. And so I decided to go check out the school, the Institute of Psychostructural Balancing. And they offered classes about polarity balancing and cranial sacral and massage and reflexology. And I had no interest in massage at all. But um, they said I had to take that class before I started studying these other courses that held more interest. And it was actually perfect for me. It was like I had to get back in my body. So we would go to class four days a week and give and receive massage four days a week, which was actually really, really healing for me. So after finishing this course, I got more into the polarity balancing and the cranial sacral. Wow, what a fascinating experience that was. It's about learning to read emotion. And I remember being, um, I raised my hand as a volunteer one day and uh, went up to the front of the class and I was feeling pretty great. I didn't think I had any issues that day. I was feeling like, okay, I'm in my body. I'm feeling better. I'm more comfortable, more confident. So I get up there and I you would sit on a massage table and the teacher um, would do kind of an energy read. It was really interesting. And I like to do this with people sometimes if they invite or are open to it. Is just imagine doing an energetic hug, holding your energy around a person. And then just what do you get in touch with? What is your sense? What is your feeling? And so he did this for me and he said, hmm, well, I feel like. Tammy's heart is very closed, like she wasn't given enough space as a child. And I went from feeling pretty comfortable, pretty okay that day, to I just burst into tears because it resonated so much as true. And as he spoke it, I felt this clutching sensation on my heart. And he did something extraordinary that I've learned to do for myself and recommend to others. Anytime you're feeling this bodily sensation, first of all, allow it. Don't try to resist it or push it away. Perhaps approach it like you would maybe a small scared child or a a little wounded animal. Approach it cautiously with kindness, with compassion, with openness, with wonder with curiosity, this can start to create a relationship with it, a relatedness where information and wisdom can start to unfold, where it can start to bubble up, where it can start to communicate. So I asked my clutched heart what it wanted to say. What did it want me to know? What did it have to communicate? Because I'm listening. And it said, I need space. I just want to be me. I want to relax and trust. Trust that I'm important. Trust that I have something to offer. I want room to breathe. 
And as I let those words come up and out, it was like the clutched heart started to relax and I took a deep breath. And it did feel like there was some energy starting to move. I had been stuck for so long. My body was rigid. I was, um, my posture wasn't good. I couldn't take a deep breath. I was so stuck. I was in so much pain. But this was like, it was almost like a thread being pulled and an unraveling starting to happen. It was like my journey of 5,000 miles began with a couple of really strong, solid, important steps. I've learned since then, anytime my body shares something with me, to listen to it, to be curious about it, to be compassionate with it, to listen to it. So if you ever feel a pit in your stomach, or if you ever feel goosebumps raising up on your arms, if you ever feel the pinprick of tears behind your eyes, Perhaps go, oh, yes, I would like to know the information here. Yes, I would like to glean the wisdom of my bodily sensations. And it can take a a bit of practice. It can take some strong intention. It's about creating a habit. So these days, if I have a client come to me and they're sitting in my chair and I see tears come up, I ask a very simple question. If those tears could speak English, what would they say? And it's always fascinating. And then anytime I feel a bodily sensation, I turn inward and go, oh, yes. I can listen. I can create this relationship. I can um, open this space for the energy to move, for the emotion to communicate. And I will say to my clutched heart or the pit in my stomach, the throbbing in my temples, what would you like to say? What is it you most want me to know right now? What do you need to feel better? And wow, when we start to do this, how interesting things can become, how things can start to open up, how energy can start to move in our body, how intuition and wisdom can start to step forward and take a bigger part and place in our lives, how magic and miracles and Godwinks can begin to happen. As we move closer to our souls, life can start to hold us. Life can start to flow through us. We can become better friends and partners with the energy that moves the planets around the sun. We can start to hold God's hand on our human journey. And this to me is when we can start to shift from merely surviving on this crazy planet and this insane ride on earth school to thriving. I don't think we can do that alone. For me, anyway, and for what I witness with my friends, my clients, my family, 
is life is only enjoyable as we start to partner with and become friends with that something greater. I think if we're trying to do it on our own, no matter what false mask we try to portray to the world, there's always a fairly significant amount of fear because that would be, it is scary. It's scary to be on planet earth all alone, to think we have to be in control and in the driver's seat, that we have to be the one in charge. There was such a relief that occurred when I realized I don't have to do this alone. There is an energy much greater than me that is actually on my side that wants for me to win, that wants to be in friendship and partnership and relationship with me. And, you know, that took a little while. I have to admit, I was pretty afraid of life. Didn't trust it. Didn't think God loved me. Didn't think I mattered. And uh, these foundational beliefs certainly wreaked havoc. Not only um, with my health, but in every single regard, because our lives are a reflection of our deep beliefs. And if we have those tucked away beliefs in our, the recesses of our subconscious mind that what we think and feel doesn't matter, that we don't have value, that we're not worthy of being loved by virtue of just existing, we're going to suffer. So the gift and blessing of my dark nights of the soul was that I had to clean out the deep recesses. I had to go into the dark corners and really contemplate and pull out those beliefs that I had tucked away as a child and then uh, bring them into the light of day. Hold them in compassion, reframe them, and actually have some conversations with my inner child saying, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I'm sorry that you started to believe that so early on, but it wasn't the truth. The truth is for my inner child and for you, for your inner child and for you, is that you are immensely valuable, that you are incredibly worthy, that you have great magic. And for the moment, all you need to do is relax and believe this. Receive this. Allow this energy of light and love and compassion to be breathed into every organ, every stuck place in your body and allow that energy to start to lighten up, to move, to flow, bringing that sense of light and love and compassion into every cell and atom of your beingness. This is a meditation I would do frequently and would recommend to you. Just allow yourself to breathe and imagine, if you will, a flowing, healing wave of light moving through your body. And perhaps it feels like waves of the ocean. Perhaps it feels like swirling light. Maybe it looks like pastel colors of, of smoke or mist. And allowing this, this healing energy to just hold you, to soothe you, to flow through you. Allowing it to nurture you. Receiving this sense of light and healing and love and compassion to any place and every place inside of you that could benefit from this energy. 
I eventually got to the place in my life where I thought this would be a really nice way to start my day. Every day, I would just imagine, I would wake up, become conscious of being conscious, sit up and imagine this healing light, the most healing color for me to bask in and just allow it to hold me and flow through me. I really believe it had um, such an incredible healing influence on my body. I'd had such a habit prior to this to just um, being stuck and pushing through, being stagnant and um, a lot of held energy. And for me, it was really in my digestive system more than anywhere. So I would just imagine this healing pink and purple energy flowing through my stomach and my intestines and then flowing through my legs, my torso, my arms, my neck, my head, and aligning me with my soul self. And then eventually I would feel like this energy was flowing through my body in an unobstructed way. It was a simple practice, a very simple habit that I think um, continued to support me in moving on that 5,000 mile journey with grace and with ease. These days I feel like I've come home. I no longer feel I have to, to commit suicide to go home. I'm home here on earth. I'm creating this thinning in the veil where I'm experiencing more heaven on earth because I'm very lined up with my soul. And I think all of us have this opportunity and capacity and ability if we want to, if we choose to allow our emotions to inform us, to guide us, to hold us. And it's a pretty interesting thing what happens as we listen to our emotions, as we become more receptive and curious about them, we become less emotional. We become less angry. We become less afraid. We become um, more peaceful. We become more intuitive. We become more healthy. We become happier. It's like we don't have to put away the uncomfortable emotions. We don't have to pour pink paint on or do spiritual bypasses to be perceived as calm. We actually are calm. And then those emotions that are designed to inform us and guide us can do so. And if we are available to listen to them and they move through us, they can be experienced, learned from, and released. It keeps us lined up. It keeps us congruent. It has been an incredible, incredible blessing to make friends with my feelings and to be able to acknowledge myself at how far I've come. And again, now my intention is to be a guide, a helper and a healer for those that also want to line up more fully with their soul self, to become more empowered and loving beings. The good news is no matter how far away we are from our soul self, our soul is still waiting there for us. God is waiting for us. And all we have to do is turn inward and upward, set that intention and extend that invitation and say, yes, I want to come home to me. I want to reside in my center. I want to 
say yes to God and to life and to love. And I want to heal. I want to awaken. I want to become whole. And you can't do it just once. You got to be consistent. And then choose to listen to your body. Choose to listen to your feelings. Allow them to guide you and inform you. There's such wisdom that can come from within. If you tune into it, if you open your ears and your eyes and your heart, you have such incredible wisdom. I hope you know this. I hope you trust this and believe it and listen to it. And I hope you let me know your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Because again, relationship is the most important thing in the world. So take good, gentle, loving, kind, compassionate care of yourself. And please know that Tony and me, my producer, Tony, and everybody here at Empower Radio is sending you blessings of grace, of ease, of peace, of healing, of wholeness, and of ever-expanding love. God bless you. We love you. Bye for now.